there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hour two of Follow the Money here on VSIN. And we're excited to be joined here in just a moment by. Michael Lombardi, as he will give us his thought. And, folks, it's football season, and that means the GM Shuffle is a must-listen for every football fan. You can hear from that gentleman we just mentioned, former NFL exec Michael Lombardi, as he gives his unfiltered opinion on players, teams, and coaching decisions every Monday and Thursday all throughout the football season. Download and subscribe to the GM Shuffle podcast from VEASAN and DraftKings today, wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We're sitting in for Mitch and Paul on this Monday after Christmas, and we do that read to welcome in former NFL executive, three-time Super Bowl winning NFL exec Michael Lombardi. You can catch him on the Lombardi line later on today, and as mentioned, the GM Shuffle, uh, the podcast that he and Femi will be recording later on. And Michael, I'll start with what we saw yesterday down in South Beach Tua is a guy that has really been polarizing this year. The differing opinions out there. And now the Dolphins have dropped three in a row. And something I thought Sean hit on uh, very well in hour one, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, is you know what Tua is expected to do so well is the, the precision, right? How well of a, of a passer he is because he doesn't have the big arm. He's not that mobile. But when the precision is gone, and you see that yesterday, uh, what are the Dolphins to do with that quarterback moving forward now as they were eight and three and now Michael here on the day after Christmas, they said eight and seven. Yeah. Four game losing streak. I mean, the, the, there is really a, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. There are so many different opinions. I mean, this is uh, really people watch a different game when they watch Tua. 
uh, for me. I mean, I think Tua is an accurate thrower. I think he's got great rhythm to his game, but he doesn't have a strong arm, doesn't have elite quickness. He doesn't have anything elite in this game. And I think a lot of this goes back to Justin Herbert. You know, they made the decision to take Her Hubert, uh, Tua over Herbert. And they've been trying to justify it. Just listen to Mike McDaniel's comments after the game. You know, I mean, typically, you know, I mean, he he was going to defend Tua. Tua's the everything. It's It's been a promotional campaign that's been unlike any other. Remember, this guy was two weeks ago was in the top, what, three or four players for the MVP voting. I mean, I kid, too, I kid uh, Femi all the time that he's got a ticket. I mean, that's how, that's how polarizing and how much strength he has in the promotional campaign. I think the underlying factor of Miami more than anything is the lack of ability on defense. They can't cover. They want to play man-to-man. They can't cover man-to-man consistently against, at least against good quarterbacks. And yesterday, not scoring in the second half, to me, was a real issue. And and to for me, McDaniels, you know, he's got this persona as well. You know, he's this elite coach. He gets away from what his strength is, which is the run game. He doesn't make a challenge on a, on a catch that probably should have been challenged, and it's not a touchdown. So there's a lot going on in Miami, more than just two as an accuracy. Yeah, I agree 100%, uh, Michael. I would say that the issue to me with Miami is they don't run the ball as effectively as the Niners do. They aren't as good on defense as the Niners are, which Mike McDaniel came from that Kyle Shanahan situation there in San Francisco. And so what happens is their quarterbacks' deficiencies get exposed, whereas San Francisco can hide Garoppolo's deficiencies. They can incubate Brock Purdy because they effectively run and consistently run the ball in their elite on defense. No doubt. I mean, but but McDaniels can run. I mean, they started that game gashing Green Bay, you know, and then he gets away from it. It's almost like he gets bored with it. And that was his... That was his claim to fame was the fact that he's this elite run game uh, play caller, you know, run game play drawler, you know, and, and they got away from it. And and they have to run the ball to protect their defense. Their defense, if it played 27 minutes, might be a lot better. But when they play 32 minutes, they're not very good. Speaking of quarterback play, uh, let's move over to New England for a second because I know New England – on the surface, looks like they made this great comeback. It was filled with, with fluke plays. A lot of noise is being made in Boston about Bill Belichick moving from Mac Jones to Bailey Zappi. You agree with that, or is this not all on the second-year quarterback? I, I think if Mac Jones didn't play the way he did last year I, with Josh McDaniels, I would say something. You know, something's they blew the pick. But we have that data. We've watched those games. And I, I agree with you. I mean, 22-18, they have a chance to win the game. They turn it over again. They fumble, which has been their modus operandi pretty much all season. They haven't been able to protect the football. This is unlike any Belichickian team I've ever seen. But to me, it's really not about one player. Is Mac playing well? No, not at all. Mac's not playing well at all. But no one on that offense is playing well at all. I think the bigger issue that gets kind of caught up outside of the, the Patriots is how bad their offensive line is playing fundamentally technique and have their coach. I mean, everybody gives Patricia a lot of criticism for his play design and play calling. Fair. But he's also in charge of the offensive line, and that's a disaster. That line isn't playing anywhere near where it needs to play. I think if that's if I if you said to me, boil down the number one area of concern for the Patriots is their lack of offensive line play and the lack that the line hasn't improved. And they've got some really good players in that line. Yeah, I would say uh, this is a, definitely a direct shot. Maybe the special teams coach should be coaching 
special teams. Uh, that seems to be an Achilles heel, whether it be the coverage units or in this particular game, if they just make their extra points, I mean, they're in a situation yeah. where they're that last drive where Stevenson fumble, it plays out completely different. Having said yeah. that, Mike. Well, I'll say this, though. We saw a lot of missed extra points. In cold weather games, we did. You know, in that weather, we knew – I thought it was going to be even more fourth down plays. I thought people were going to be less reluctant to punt. I thought the extra points were going to be up for debate it all over all over the weekend. I really did. And I, I actually mentioned that to someone I was watching the game with, and that's maybe something to keep in mind as we move forward from a betting standpoint. That weather impacts the kickers as much as it does the quarterbacks. Can you speak to that through your experience? Well, I think the wind is what really affects it the most, you know. I mean, it, you know, the fact that Prater made that kick in Green Bay last week from from way out, not Prater, Gay, I think it was, he made that kick out there, the longest one. It's hard to kick a cold ball. It's hard to, to get a lot of distance. And then it's hard to control it with the wind. I mean, we saw that, you know, in, in the uh, – we we saw that yesterday. Miami's kicker missed one, and and it wasn't even bad, but it was 50 degrees in Miami, which is unlike weather there. But I think ultimately those extra points are going to be up for debate. And you get into one of these championship games or these playoff games, you got to be really careful. You know, just don't assume that that ball's going through. You know, Cincinnati missed an extra point as well in that game too. They did. Now at the end of the year, you know as well as anyone, and we have Michael Lombardi here, former NFL executive, one of our experts here at Veasan. At the end of the year, they don't remember how you won. They just remember how many numbers you have on the win column side. But please tell me what is going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is it Brady's old? Is it the weapons aren't as good as they were? Or is it a combination of a bunch of things? And can the Bucs get it fixed if they can find a way to make it to the playoffs? I mean, I, I think they'd be a bad playoff team if they get there. But if Carolina gets there, they're a bad playoff team. If New Orleans gets there, they're, anybody from the South is a bad playoff team. But to me, the problem in, in Tampa is their offensive line requires Brady to get rid of the ball quickly. There's really no rhythm. There's really no organization within the offense. Receivers run routes. Brady throws it differently. You know, he got hit last night. I mean, the fact that they had to go to overtime against Trace McSorley, I mean, God bless Trace McSorley, you know, tough kid, Penn State, all that. But, you know, to me, that was one of those, the Sharps were all over Tampa again, you know, and the fact that because he's, they're playing Trace McSorley, I mean, they should have had a two-touchdown lead. The other thing is Tampa can't run the ball on anybody. They can't really get a good run game going. So with Brady's throwing it 40, 45, 50 times a game, and it exposes their line, it exposes their lack of cohesiveness on offense. So... You know, they're just not a well-designed team. There's nobody there that really fits what, you know, we, Brady wants a nickelback. Brady needs an inside slot receiver and a tight end, and they really don't have any of the three. As an organization, because of how that transpired, what can you do to prevent it? I mean, they had the unexpected retirement of Ali Marpet. Ryan Jensen gets hurt in training camp in their Pro Bowl center there without Donovan Smith, their left tackle yesterday. Like because of the way that that offensive line has been decimated, is there anything the organization could have done differently? No, I just think it's hard. Then Josh Wells gets hurt yesterday. Yeah, you know, so now they're down to the third left tackle, and that kid actually, I thought he played pretty well. Brady didn't get much pressure; he had time to throw. So you know, that on the one pass that got intercepted, that was on him. But I mean, you you, you watch them; they didn't work that bad. No, I, I think. Look, the one thing we know about the National Football League: you lose linemen, there's not you don't have enough good linemen. There's not most teams don't have five good linemen, let alone have an eight, nine, and ten. 
We're talking once again Michael Lombardi. Once again, check out the Lombardi line later today. He and Patrick Maher, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. Check him out on the weekends as well. And the Lombardi line, or excuse me, the GM Shuffle podcast, I beg your pardon, uh, with Femi Abebefe. Uh, they'll be recording that later on this morning as well. Uh, as we let you run here, Michael, the San Francisco 49ers seem to be a runaway freight train at this point in time. They've got an eight-game winning streak. They've been covering machines, and they're doing it with Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, a quarterback. And I know that that simplifies it a lot because they got a lot of positive pieces there. But but what can you say about what we've seen from Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers? I mean, it wasn't that long ago this team got blown out by the Chiefs from our three and four. Yeah, they were, but they were injured that week. They also got beat by Atlanta, but that wasn't their team. They were all hurt. I mean, especially defensively. I think what Purdy's done is just execute the offense, not try to be a hero. The thing is, too, you can't run the ball in San Francisco, so you're always in a 50-pass game, and that's never good against that front. And they take advantage like they did last weekend on bad offensive lines. And Washington's offensive line, we said it before the game, and it proved out to be true. Their line is bad. San Francisco is going to be a hard team for any team to beat because they can run it and they can stop you from running it. Michael, great stuff as always. We'll hear you later today with Patrick on the Lombardi line. Thank you, guys. There he Merry is. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas Mike. to you, Michael Lombardi. Once again, check out the GM Shuffle podcast, too. They'll be recording that later on this morning. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray sitting in for Mitch and Paul. It is Follow the Money. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. College Bowl season is here, and VSIN has you covered. We have picks, spreads, and totals for every single bowl game. Head to vsin.com and check out all our bowl betting coverage. While you're there, now's a great time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. For only $79, you get access to everything we do. From now through the big dance, visit vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside 
Liberty Bowl champ, Sean King, 1998. <laughs> Walking around Beale Street, ringing the bell after a thumping of BYU to wrap up a 12-0 season. I am Tim Murray. I got to get back to Memphis and go visit my partners, man. The little ducks at the Peabody. Yeah, I miss my buddies. <laughs> Is that where you guys stayed, the Peabody? Yeah. Wow, man. Fancy. Put you big time when you're 11-0 and 0 and without a head coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a bowl game today, uh, if you want to call it that. Uh, the Quick Lane Bowl. Motor uh, used to be the Motor City Bowl. It is Bowling Green against New Mexico State. And that's pretty much all we need to say about that. Maybe we'll get to it a little bit later on. But coming off the weekend that was, Sean, there's... A lot to digest and unpack when it comes to who's going to make the postseason. And the Green Bay Packers will start in the NFC. They take care of business and they win down in Miami. And you're looking at the NFC, which everything went right for the Packers over the weekend. The Giants lost, the Commanders lost, the Seahawks lost. And the Detroit Lions lost as well. And, you know, we were just talking to Michael about it. And the Lions didn't just lose. They got their butts kicked by the Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers, they've got some life. I mean, not in the wild card, but they certainly have some life, uh, you know, going up against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. But Panthers did what... There's what they've done and, and how they won in Seattle. They ran for 320 yards in that win over Detroit. So is there a team that you feel confident enough to make the playoffs in that seventh spot? We're going to hear from Dan Campbell here in just a moment, by the way. You know, here's what's interesting to him about the NFC. If Jalen Hurts' injury is significant, and listen, I'm a former NFL quarterback. When they start talking about throwing shoulder, I don't care what they say, that's more serious than you think because it's not something you can hide on game day. So whenever he returns, what happens the first time he gets hit on set, throwing shoulders? So my comment, I wanted that context on it. If Jalen Hurts isn't available for Philly, I mean, do you trust anybody in the NFC outside of the San Francisco 49ers? Not really. And trust me, Purdy has a bad game coming. Oh, yeah. If I'm a 49er fan, I hope it happens in the next two weeks because what you don't want to happen is for it to happen come wild card weekend in the playoffs. So, I don't know. The NFC, if Hurts is, is – I know he's not going to be out. I, I, I think I got a, a good understanding of how he's wired internally. I know he's going to at least attempt to play at some, but if he's not all the way healthy and a subsequent hit on that shoulder re-injures it, I mean, anybody could win the NFC. Oh, because no- Brock Purdy has a bad game coming, people. I'm just telling you. I, I I hope it's a regular season game and not a playoff game, but he's not going to play lights out all the way through Phoenix, which is where where this year's Super Bowl is. That's not going to happen. So, you know, kind of remember Taylor Heineke had that hot start this year when Wentz went down, and now he's starting to turn into Taylor Heineke. So, I'm not. Wishing it on Brock Purdy. I'm just saying when I look at the NFC, my confidence level is not really high with anyone. Well, when it comes to the final playoff spot, you've got the commander sitting there at 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. Their final two games 
home to the Browns, and then they finish up against the Dallas Cowboys at home. Now, anybody who knows anything about the D.C. area, that'll be about a 50-50 crowd, if not more, in favor of the Cowboys. But what will the Cowboys be playing for? Is there anything that they'll be playing for? The interesting thing, Sean, is if the Eagles lock up the NFC East this weekend, then the Cowboys can do no better than the the top wildcard spot. So do they go into that game resting starters? That could be ultimately advantageous to Washington, hypothetically. Then you've got Seattle. Seattle's a five and a, or excuse me, Detroit, five and a half point favored this weekend against the Bears. Close out on the road at the Packers. Here's the thing, too. Seattle's Jets, Rams, and the Packers are Vikings-Lions. So, as we talked about... The Eagles aren't a a lock to beat the Saints. That's true. The Saints are one game out of first in the NFC South. So, they're completely locked in. There's no one within the New Orleans organization or in the city of New Orleans that doesn't think that, okay, we can win these last two and make the playoffs. And I just saw, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think everybody's going to be at full capacity this upcoming weekend. Well, my point is week 18 would be Eagle, would be Cowboys, Washington, if the Eagles win this weekend as a six-and-a-half-point favor at home against New Orleans. What part of Jerry Jones do you think wants Daniel Snyder and the commanders? I don't know, they're buddies. In the playoffs. They're buddies. Yeah, they're buddies, yeah. okay. Everyone loves Daniel Snyder. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> He's a great guy. So who do you – because the, the crazy part is the Packers, Sean, they play the Lions the final week of the season. They'll be a favorite in that game. They're a favorite this weekend against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. They own – if they win out, all they need is a commander's loss in the final two weeks of the season, whether it be Browns or Cowboys. Can you envision yes. Aaron Rodgers back in the playoffs? Yes, I don't trust Washington. Well, I mean, Carson Wentz is back, so. Your guy. Yeah. You love Carson Wentz. Uh-huh. Hey, you're expecting to be getting drinks with him here in uh, Las Vegas for the right. Pro Bowl. Um, that's right. My guy's back, so the arrow is now pointing up for the commander's. All right, I want to go back to the Detroit Lions. Which may work against the Packers. What's that? The fact that Wentz is at quarterback, not Taylor Heineke. Mm. Because he's had such a a career of consistency. Well, he's up and down, but this is one of his ups. You know, the good thing is, though, Sean, we've seen in recent years, you know, when everything's on the line for Carson Wentz, he plays at his best, like last year against the Raiders at home. Or, you know, when you're two-touchdown favorite on the road at Jacksonville. He was phenomenal. Oh, no. Isn't there some kind of ginger pack that you guys agree to where you can't, like, berate you can't just, and like, talk try about to, other you gingers? You can't just try to jump in and try to be part of Team Ginger. Here. Well, you're I can, criticizing I'm a, critical. A, a fellow member. Well, I'm critical when players don't step up. All you had to do is beat the Jaguars. Carson Wentz is about to get hot. By the way, the Jaguars are a playoff team, so. Last year? No, now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence. Man, he looks good. It's amazing what a young man can do when he actually gets a competent head coach. Well, think about it. They didn't have a head coach last year, and yet they still beat Carson Wentz and made him duty down his leg. All right, I want to get back to the Lions, though. So the Lions, hashtag restore the roar. Everybody's what was their win favorite total? team. Six? Uh, six and a half. Oh, okay. I think it's closed out. Yeah, so everybody will be cool then. They surpassed it. Because that was their most played prop. 
preseason was over six wins. Well, and everyone thought they would make the playoffs. Dan no, Campbell no, for coach no, of the year. No, no one thought playoffs with the Lions. Do you want to go revisit all the talk from August? I mean, people, everyone people, had Green Bay in the playoffs, and everybody loved Minnesota's. So, I mean, it wasn't going to be three teams from the NFC North. I'm telling you right now, on this network, plenty of people thought that Mm -hmm. around plus $3 or so, whatever it was, that the Lions were going to be a playoff team was a good bet. But I want to get to Dan Campbell after the 37-23 loss at the hands of the Carolina Panthers, and now they take another step back. If they won that game, they're in the playoffs right now and still got games to be played, but... Here's Dan Campbell following the 37-23 loss at the hands of the Carolina Panthers, a game in which they were outgained 570 to 381. They got after us pretty good, man. That was that's a hard pill to swallow there. Um, you know, you know, you say things, but ultimately when you play that way, it falls on me. I didn't have them ready to go. And uh that was uh, that wasn't good enough, you know. That was a hungry team we played, and we didn't look as hungry as they did. That's the bottom line. Dante Foreman ran for a buck sixty-five. Chuba Hubbard one twenty-five. Three hundred and twenty yards on the ground for the Carolina Panthers. They had the game plan that they instituted two weeks ago out in Seattle. Let's just run it down their throats, and they were able to do it. I'll be honest, Ben McAdoo out scheme Aaron Glenn in this particular contest. Steve Wilkes had his guys more ready to play than Dan Campbell did. This was about coaching. When you look at the replays, yeah, they were dominant physically, but they also schematically kept getting to the right run versus the right front on defense for the Lions. But the Lions can bounce back. I hope Steve Wilkes gets gets that job in Carolina. He's done an outstanding job. Two games left at Tampa Bay, at New Orleans. Carolina, they went out. They win the NFC South. Something to keep an eye on. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We got Monday Night Football tonight. The return of the one and only Nick Foles. He was a Super Bowl champ. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We are sitting in for Mitch and Paul today. The boys will be back tomorrow here on Follow the Money. We'll be back in our normal time slot come tomorrow as well on VSIN primetime from 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Usually, Sean, on Monday nights, we sit back and we see, all right, what, what can we play last minute? Now we get a little more time to digest. We do have a Monday nighter tonight. We talked about Circus Survivor Two, or sorry, one of the entries, the enemy within, who also had the Steelers on Saturday night, has the Los Angeles Chargers. So as of right now, the Chargers are a four-point road favorite 
at the Indianapolis Colts. It will be the return of <laughs> Nick Foles. It will. MVP of the Super Bowl not too long ago. Got a lot of money, and, and it didn't really work out all that well in a couple different stops. But, hey, here he is. He is got a lot of money. He does have a lot of money. Those cash, that that the, all those checks that cash. The show it, is called Follow the Money. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. I always love getting into the deep-seated, uh, I don't know if it's jealousy that you have for some of these guys that are like, man, how did that guy get to stay in the league? It's, it's blatant. It's not hidden. It's not. I know. Yeah. And I would be the same exact way. Look. Yeah, I'm bitter. <laughs> um, so when we look at tonight, I'm, I'm just pulling up over at vcin.com our, our betting splits and just seeing what they, my hunch is that the public is is going to be all over the Chargers, and they are. 77% right now over at vcin.com on our betting splits. Bets on the Chargers. 67% of the handle on the Chargers as well. I would just say be careful. I don't know. I mean, look, why would anyone want to bet on the Indianapolis Colts who just blew a 33-point lead to the Minnesota Vikings one week ago? Well, how could you believe in Jeff Saturday? How could you believe in anything that the Colts are doing? Jonathan Taylor is out. Just be careful. Just yeah, be careful. I, I guess I haven't made a full decision yet. But I do think I am leaning towards the Chargers because of this. Jonathan Taylor's out mm -hmm. for the rest of the year. Yep. Nick Foles making his first start. There's got to be some rust there. Uh, the Colts wide receiver group doesn't really have the explosiveness to create a bunch of chunk plays. So it puts the Colts in a situation uh, with PlayStation Parks, who's their offensive coordinator, who's never been active, actually a position coach before he got this position, is going to have to put long drives together. And that worries me. On the other side, the Colts just aren't forcing turnovers on defense. So Justin Herbert in that offense is finally getting healthy, healthy Keenan Allen, healthy Mike Williams. Herbert's, you know, feeling good. Joshua Palmer kind of developed during that stretch where they didn't have Allen and Williams and Eckler's on pace for over 100 catches, which would – definitely lead all back so I do think this is a game that that plays a little closer than people think but I think second half of the second half the Chargers pull away and win this by double digits Chargers lock up a playoff spot with a win tonight uh if they're able to uh to get that win Justin Herbert here in these you know last handful of games uh last week against Tennessee 28 of 42 no touchdowns, threw a couple picks. A uh, week prior to that, threw 51 times against the Dolphins in that win on Sunday Night Football. A touchdown, no picks there. So they've won two in a row since the loss that they had here in Las Vegas to the Raiders. Um, you have been one that is quite critical of uh, Brandon Staley and his uh, in-game at times. I, just, I know you, Sean. And I know tomorrow, if the Chargers don't cover and you end up playing, this, and they might not, I don't trust Brandon Staley. I know you don't. Yeah. So just be careful, man. Lay in, lay in the points of the Chargers on the road with your guy Brandon Staley because he's going to go for a fourth down on fourth and How three. How did the favorites do yesterday? Zero and three. You think they're going zero and four? You think that's that's the gift Santa Claus is going to drop off? 
So that's what you're doing. You're you're the guy at the roulette table that's hit black three times. Like, well, it's got to hit red now. We got to got to hit red now. No, that, that's that's it. That's your that's just, your thought just process remember today here as you're deciding what you're going to do in Chargers Colts. That underdogs yesterday, and three underdogs that you know Packers. I, I was on the Packers. I actually played the money line. I I, I took the Rams plus three, but I'm not going to sit here and act like I was super confident giving you the Tarzan chest beat as I walked to the window. And I took seven and a half last night, but it was more a fade of this Bucks offense, which has not been able to score and produce points. I don't know that it goes 0-4. I, I, I'm leaning fave, fave a little bit tonight. I really am. I'm leaning fave a little bit tonight. I'm leaning Chargers. I'll let you know by the end of the show what I'm what I'm going to decide, but, but I'm... I'm Eiffel Towering towards laying the four points on Eiffel the road towering? with the Isn't that thing? The leading Tower of Pisa you were trying yeah. to lean? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Wrong country, you know. It's in Europe. It's all, they all cross that big body all, of water. It's all the same thing. <laughs> one of those. One leans, one's kind of majestic and sitting in the heart of Paris. Well, I ain't seen the Eiffel Tower. I might be leaning a little bit. I might be on to something here. <laughs> Um, how about, I'll give you a couple nuggets on uh, on the Chargers here. Uh, Chargers' last six wins have been by six or fewer points. For Sean, you need it to be five or six points here mm-hmm. tonight. Seven of the eight wins in 2022 have been by six or fewer points for the Chargers. Their po- uh, average margin of victory, how about this? The lowest in the NFL, I think most people thought it would be the Minnesota Vikings, 4.1 points Per margin of victory, Sean. And what's the line tonight? Sitting there at that magical number four. Largest margin of victory this season was a 10-point win over the Houston Texans back in week number four. Only six teams in NFL history have won eight or more games by six or fewer points in the season. And that is where the Chargers... Look, I... I'm not saying I'm racing to take the points with, you know, Jeff Saturday and, as you call him, PlayStation Parks. Well, that's, that's his name. But I just be careful. Seems a little too easy, right? Jeff Saturday got the head coaching job. Everyone was telling me on. on they, they walked in the building. They said, uh, no Marcus, who was the uh, sitting OC. They had fired him. No, yep. no Frank. He was the head coach. They had fired him. Well, who will call the plays? And PlayStation Parks was over there in the corner with the joystick on the PS5. And now he's OC in the NFL. It looked good for a half last week. You're right. <laughs> Game froze or something. I don't know. All right. I'm trusting Herbert in this one. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to trust Herbert. I think a lot of people are going to take the, well, the, all the dogs are hitting, you know, and we just showed you the betting splits. People are not thinking that. You're giving the public a lot more credit than you think. Let's go, Justin. Let's go. Let's go. I just. Let's go. He's due to have a big game. Let's go. Do I need to show you? Because quietly, he has not I need been, to show you the graphic. He hasn't again. had a lot of big games this year, to be yeah. honest. Everyone believes in the dog. I didn't say that. <laughs> you just did. I said people are going to be saying. Yeah. Well, the people that are going to be saying they haven't woke up yet. They're still asleep. Well, unlike they're you, waking up. it's 8.30 on the east, so people actually wake up at normal times. Well, a lot of people, you know, yesterday was a long day. They're in a food coma still. 
They're rolling over, listening to me and you banter. Sean texted. We have a group text. Early part of the Tampa Bay game. <laughs> no, it wasn't early. It was, it was late. Sean's like, I, they didn't score any points in the third, so it was the fourth quarter. Sean goes, because Sean's running bit on our show is that every primetime game, he wants to take no touchdown to be scored. It hasn't hit in like. Well, it's only hit once this year. Yeah, and he didn't bet that game. And then Sean sends out the group text, I can't believe I was asleep and didn't bet no touchdown. And I'm thinking to myself, asleep? It's 5 o'clock on Christmas. Well, you take a nap after you eat, don't you? No. I'm a grown-ass man. I don't take middle-of-the-day naps. You have four kids on Christmas Day. You got to build so, crap. How are you? How do you nah, find time nah, to take nah, a nap nah, nah, nah. on Christmas where do you, where do you, I mean, you don't make deals when you buy your gifts that... If I purchase something, the place I purchase it from, they have to put it together. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be sitting there with all them little screws and bolts and funky-looking uh, fake the screwdrivers. The whole joy of Legos is putting yeah. it together. Well, there's no joy in that. <laughs> Rich people problems, I guess. You know? I pay the people to build the Legos for my children. Get them to come over and play with your children, too, while you take a mid midwinter's nap. That's a good idea. <laughs> Tim and Sean sitting in for Mitch and Paul. Let's follow the money. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. The countdown to 2023 has started at Bed Rivers Online Sportsbook. And they've got you covered to start the new year off with a bang. Join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to ring in 2023. Log on to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app on December 31st to receive a 22% profit boost. Then log in again on January 1st, 2023 for a 23% profit boost on any qualifying wager. That's right. Celebrate 
with Bet Rivers and get not one, but two profit boosts. It's a whole new game. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, sitting in for Mitch and Paul, that gentleman right there, Super Bowl champ, just like Nick Foles. Sean King, I am Tim Murray, doubting the brethren of the Super Bowl club tonight. Well, I just, I, I can envision it now. What infomercial was he just doing during the break? Aligned Souls. Oh my goodness. Aligned Souls, some sort of a... As fate would have it. Tony Robbins in that too there, Dustin? I think we saw, so we saw so. as fate would have it the the the, the immediate break after I, I say That's I'm rolling sign. with Justin Herbert to sign we look up at the TV and there's a Nick Foles infomercial on and it said what it say under him Nick Foles Super Bowl Super MVP Super Bowl MVP Sean King you know what I'm just gonna not play tonight I'm just gonna <laughs> not play the game because I'm not back in PlayStation so here, Park here's what's gonna happen so tomorrow night. Sean's going to walk in if the Chargers cover. I told you. I can't believe you let me talk me out of the Chargers. Oh, that's exactly what I'm going to say. 100%. Yeah. And then he'll play it, and the Colts will cover him. Like, I can't believe I trusted Brandon Staley. He went for it on fourth and two from the seven. Didn't kick the kick the field goal. Both of those are very, very highly, highly Probable. I know. I know. Which you, is why. I know you okay. My well. my final answer. I'm just not gonna get involved. Involved. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. I'll find some kind of way to attack the player prop <laughs> aspect of this. I'm not gonna get involved because it's not gonna work in my favor. Because he's exactly right. I don't trust Brandon Staley. And Brandon Staley. I just, I just saw analysis. the Colts starting quarterback Nick Foles pop up in an infomercial in Las Vegas doing a break. Align Souls. Seems like a quality product. They've now gotten run on follow the money, too. All right. Um, looking ahead to week 17, we have a Thursday nighter in Tennessee, and uh, the rest of the slate will take place on New Year's Day. Actually, a phenomenal uh, Monday nighter, January 2nd as well, which will follow. How about the double, the triple header on ESPN a week from today? It'll be. Tulane, USC, mm-hmm. Utah, Penn State, Bills, Bengals. That is a now. That is beautiful. you know my affinity for it for Tulane, but I will say this: I don't know how great of a or entertaining of a game. I mean, this lopsided butt kicking <laughs> is going to be because we're going to kick their butt. Now, <laughs> Bills, Bengals is much more likely to be competitive back and forth. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, down to the wire. Well, and you got then nobody really cares about Utah, Penn State. What are you talking about? No one. The granddaddy of them all. The only people I'd, I'll be honest. who care about Utah versus Penn State are people that are alums are directly attached to Utah, Penn I'll State. I'll bring in the ratings for the following day, and you, you can. I well, I mean, that. people might just have the Rose Bowl on. It's on uh, a yeah, prominent yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. you backtrack. It's kind of one of those where it's in the background. I'm talking about where the family's sitting and watching. Ain't nobody cares about Utah. If it was Ohio State and Utah, nobody would be playing for Ohio State, and it would be lame. I think that I think the Rose Bowl is going to be really good, entertaining. I think both those teams want to be there. I'm just saying, for whatever reason, I don't feel like Penn State's brand is on the uptick last year and a half. 
feel like they've kind they're of ten and two. I'm not. I didn't say their football team isn't rock solid, but their brand. I feel like they're viewed as kind of ah. That's cool. Not like Georgia, Bama, or Michigan. Even Clemson, I think, is viewed as more of a, a bigger program capable of winning a national title. You see, do you understand what I'm saying? Like Penn State seems to have fallen into that. Yeah, that's cool. But they're going they're not gonna get to the Big Ten championship and they're not gonna play for a national championship. I just the biggest thing I was saying is I think next Monday is gonna be great. I think we're gonna have It is. Tulane's gonna beat USC by fifteen plus. Gotta get your alt alt uh, alt spreads in there. Trust that's already there. By the way, the contradictions I get I don't bet on my team. Well this is I don't different. Bet on my this team. is different. It's personal. <laughs> you can tell the people why it's is personal. it why is it personal? It's personal. Someone call you out? Yeah, no. It may have been played. But that but that but that but 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 this was personal. You wear number three in college? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna handle our is business. Is he the number one overall pick? We're gonna handle Does he host a radio morning show? We're going to handle our business against the Trojans. That's all I'm gonna say. I want you to bring a Keyshawn jersey. For what? Just to like hold it out, you know, and just. Nah, Are you gonna be on the sideline the whole that's game? That's petty, and I'm not petty. Well, you've kind of poked your poked your jabs here this morning. Nah. I'm gonna walk around a little bit. You gotta you gotta be on the I'm sideline. A, right? I am. I have all access pass and a credential. No, so I'm gonna walk around a little bit. Be on the sideline because if two lanes winning, they gotta they gotta pay. My plan: you. be on the sideline early in the game, leave, walk around, visit some people. If the game flow is one that I approve of, then be back down on the sideline. If not, then stay hidden. <laughs> are you gonna paint? Are you gonna paint your fingernails? Nah. With some, with that's some Caleb's expletive thing. and then that's Caleb's US. I don't mind him painting his fingernails. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I, I just didn't like the fact that he put an insult and a vulgar insult insult towards the opponent. That was the part that I kind of thought was distasteful. If he wants to paint his fingernails, that's fine. Just he's too good a player to have to say something derogatory towards the opponent. That game is fascinating to me because the momentum on the side of Tulane, Michael Pratt, Tajay Spears, when their, their center said he's coming back. Yeah, Tulane's had no opt-outs and no one entered the transfer portal. And then you've got USC, who, as Jordan Addison is out, Caleb Williams is hurt. Is he going to play? We don't know. Nervous. He's watching that film. You see that defense flying around. He's like, ah, <laughs> hamstring not quite right, coach. <laughs> I get it. All right, um, we can kind of carry this over to the next segment, but um, you look at some of the line moves we've seen here, Sean, and we start on Thursday night. The look-ahead line for Tennessee and Dallas. Now, got to keep this into perspective that Ryan Tannehill is now done for the year. The look-ahead line back on December 20th opened Dallas minus three at Tennessee. Sean, it is now, depending on where you look, we have the DraftKings lineups up there. Dallas minus nine and a half on the road at Tennessee. And here at Circa, it's actually Dallas minus 10 against the Tennessee Titans. 
Less than a week ago, you could have got Dallas minus three in this game. Well, Malik Willis is terrible right now. And granted, he's still a rookie, so of course he's not to the end of his book. But I mean, these first few chapters they they don't look promising. I mean, he's attempted sixty one passes this year, playing in eight games, yet to throw a touchdown pass, has three interceptions. You know, what's interesting is he hadn't really been a huge running threat either. You know, he ran for 43 yards against Houston. That's not bad. But, like, when Justin Fields is out there going for 100-plus. Ran for 40 against normally, Kansas City. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm trying to, to explain why I think the line sits where it's at. Oh, I know where it is. I would say this. If there's ever a letdown spot for Dallas, this is it. Short week. Got to go on the road. And you just beat if, Philadelphia. If Derrick Henry's locked in. That's a big if because I think he really plays when he wants to. Then you need to be all the way focused to stop that downhill run game. But is it enough by itself? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, too, is. I know I'm not laying nine, nine and a half points. Tennessee, Tennessee's now lost five in a row. They close out the season on the road at Jacksonville, which is going to be for the division. So in theory, uh, this game doesn't actually I think the way the tiebreakers are I want to say they they need to take care of business here yeah because Up if at, Jacksonville goes to eight and eight and they fall to seven and nine and Jacksonville already won the head to head yeah gotta look at all the scenarios that are out there I don't know Cowboys laying 10 on the road I'm not I'm not biting Woo. a full touchdown of movement yikes that's Sean. I'm Tim. We're sitting in for Mitch and Paul. A lot more to come. Hour number three of Follow the Money. Stick around. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.